Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everybody, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I am Dory. <laughs> Uh, thanks so much for, uh, listening to this podcast. There's only half of you left. Um, <laughs> where'd everybody go? Was it us? Was it something we said? We gotta know. Tell us in the comments now. That's last week. Um, that's last week's gag, honey. Yeah. We'll have new gags this week. Uh, as always, please leave your Apple podcast reviews. Join our Facebook group. That's a great resource for everybody to talk about everything related to infertility. I say that now. <laughs> Facebook.com. Is that this week's gag? No, maybe. Forward slash groups, forward slash excellent adventure. <laughs> uh, our website is excellentadventure.com. You can go there, get resources for all the episodes, notes on uh, things, uh, lots of other stuff, including our Patreon page. 
Yep. Which is the most important place you could go to help support this podcast. And, of course, Twitter, at ExcellentPod. And if you'd like to email us, it's DoriaMatt at Gmail or Matt and Dory at Gmail. And the phone number is 413-461-BABY. We've got plenty of voicemails, so keep using that phone number. Oh, yeah. And we love voicemails. All right. We love voicemails sent to the show. I don't love voicemails sent to my personal phone number. Who's? Oh, you don't even... I honestly have never been able to leave you a voicemail yeah in the time that i've known you i just they're not efficient they are when like your husband is calling and asking something or needs uh, to actually talk to you i would say your voicemail is uh, your voicemail box is full usually it's not full now i just cleared it out (laughs) so if you need to leave me a voicemail you can do so yeah um no but i feel like in terms of needing to get in touch with each other, I've tried to call you more than you've tried to call me, like, in a situation. Right. And if I leave you a voicemail, I'm like, I don't think he listens to these. Listen, I, I, have, I have voicemails right here, and I listen to some of them. Right now I have 24 voicemails. How is your voicemail not full? Well, what do you mean? I have endless space on my voicemail. Why don't I? You're a girl. Hashtag Matt wins. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, Verizon versus AT and T might be a thing. Is that it? Maybe. Oh. Should Maybe we be I have on more a, space. Sh- oh. Mm-hmm. Should we be on a plan? Yeah. No. You don't like being on things with me. We could go on the same bill, but that would just be too easy. I know. It's like, this is what happens when you... Plus, I, have, I still have my Apple employee discount Ooh. on my AT&T account. I mean, don't tell them. It's fine. No one, A, cares, or B, is going to do anything about it. Like 5% or something. It's 20. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, a, that, that, that's a discount. Yeah. So Even for me. Yeah. No, it's an Apple employee discount. You're welcome, everyone. Wow. Yeah. Back from when I was working uh, at the Apple store, slinging, slinging iPods for, oh. for a long time. 2007, I started there. You worked there for five years, right? No, I never got a five-year plaque. Uh, 07 to 11? Oh, four years. Yeah, something like that. And that was seven years ago. Oh, holy shit. shit. Where's time? Oh, shit. Why time hate me? Time hates you. Why people that were there when I started still there? <laughs> well, look, if, you, if you're going to work a retail job, yeah, it's a pretty good retail job. I know. But, I mean, I think I'd be driven crazy by being in the same place for t- t- 11 years. Yeah, but I think some people find comfort in that. Oh my god! I, I've been in I've been in Los Angeles for eleven years. Mm-hmm. I've been I've been here for almost five years, which is insane. Where is Where is our lives? We met almost four years ago. Is that true? Yeah. This is officially the longest relationship I've ever been in. Oh, good thing we're married. 
Um, wow. Okay. I think it, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's um, I think it's yeah, it's just it's 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 a f- now I think it's the longest relationship I've ever been into. We did it. We beat some of the odds. Yes. So, guys, what's up with us right now? Well, I've seen my si- second psychiatrist in the past week. Yep. <laughs> and my therapist. Yep. It's really exciting. I have to break up with my first psychiatrist. Yeah. Because I fell in love with my new psychiatrist. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, uh, stop me if you don't really want to get into this, but. I'm happy to get into whatever you'd like to get into. When, after you came home from the first psychiatrist and I was like, well, what did you tell him? And he was, and you were like, well, he asked if I, if I had trouble focusing and I told him, no, I don't have trouble focusing. And I was like what <laughs> like I, you you described a version of yourself to him that i think exists like five percent of the time yes i presented my best self you presented your absolute best self and i was like wait no that's not what you're supposed to do and then realizing that the psychiatrist i went to yesterday got a long consultation this was to find meds to balance my brain out, everybody. Um, I had, like, one of the things I informed her was that we have about seven house keys because of me either locking myself out or losing house keys. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. In different places. Yes. Including with the neighbor. Yep. We have so many house I keys. I mean, to guys. be fair twice i locked myself out that's true but i also put my keys on a hook as soon as i walk in the door which matt could easily do but he doesn't i generally put them in the same place yeah generally yeah but anyway long story short everybody i'm on vivance and it's great you know in all seriousness i am proud of you why for admitting that you needed help. I think it's hard. Admitting I needed help? Yeah. Honey, you've known me for four years. Of course I needed help. But you don't like admitting that you need help. You don't like getting help. <laughs> Look, Kirby and I You don't I like to be a bother. Disgust. Guys, big update. My therapist was in an episode of Cheers. <laughs> this is the most L.A. thing that has ever happened. <laughs> It's like, actually, maybe this is like some sort of L.A. rite of passage. He was talking about <laughs> how he has so many papers on his desk and he has too much. And I look at his desk and it's like two sheets of paper <laughs> and a glass desk. And I was like, I was like, you should see my desk. He's like, is it crazy? I was like, we get like seven scripts a week, just like seven versions of the same script. And then he launched into a story about how they had changed one line on him on Wings. <laughs> And they sent over a page and it was just, they changed one word, but they printed out a whole new page for the one word. And I was just like, wait a second, you're in wings. And then (laughs) I went to look him up and he was also on cheers. And I was like, wait, what? And I saw the episode number. I was like, oh, I was like, I think this is season 10. And I found it incredibly quickly. And then I, I found him. He's talking to... 
He's in Sam Malone's office in a Sam Malone support group for people who've had their uh, sports cars stolen. (laughs) What a plot twist. Oh, God. His vet, his red vet. 64 ragtop. Anyway. Anyway, I I do feel like that's some sort of like weird L.A. rite of passage. It's also like (laughs) my therapist is like incredible in the sense that like he looks like 10 years younger than he is and he's like beaten cancer wow he's we we got real with each other about the fact that he had to give away his piano recently and he's he was a composer oh wow he's gone he's lost hearing in his right ear to the point where like he could hear a very small amount in there but it changes the pitch Oh, that's so sad. So when he plays, he can't I mean, hear the pitch right. And like a hearing aid won't help? He has a hearing aid on his left ear, and a hearing aid won't help. No, so he had to give away his piano. Oh, he had to deal really with that. He was, like, he was like, okay with it. He gave it to like, he donated it to a school. Oh, that's nice. And the school, like, the school asked him to come talk about all the things he's written on that piano. Oh, that's so nice. I'm going to cry. wrote songs for Shrek. I was like, what? <laughs> You're my therapist. <laughs> Um, he was on Broadway for quite a while. He he's very good friends with Kevin Conroy. Uh, those of you listening know him as the voice of Batman. Um, anyway, it was a lot, a lot of wow, a lot of peeling back the layers of my therapist. You know, I remember when I first like found him, and I was reading his bio. Something in his bio said something about how he was like especially good at like talking with people about the industry or something like that. Like he, he kind of yeah. either said or implied that he had like an industry background or something. And I'm sure that that helps. Like he gets it. Yeah. I mean, he seems to, he's a good therapist anyway. That's so funny. But I just, I can't wait to tell him next week that I watched his cheers. <laughs> I don't know what line I crossed as a patient, but well, yeah, it's funny that he never said anything. I've, I've literally talked about Cheers in there probably 10, 20 times. Maybe he doesn't remember. No, he would have I to remember. I can't imagine you don't Being remember doing... Cheers is a big deal. I can't deal. imagine you don't remember doing a scene in the, in the Sam Malone office set. Yeah. With Ted Danson. I feel like I would probably remember that. Anyway, my point is... I'm glad that you found something that helps you and that you will feel better. I'm laser focused, guys. Look out. He's looking at me with laser focused eyes right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, the, you know, back in New York every weekend. Last week was very cold. Yeah. Last week actually killed me, I think. Monday and Tuesday, I was out of commission. Yeah, it did. It knocked you out. Um, Although you were getting, like last Friday, you were getting a cold. That's true. So you probably would have gotten sick anyway. Yeah. And there's like a stomach flu that was going around work. Ugh. Yeah. Do you want to turn off the AC? You think it's yeah. making too much noise? Mm-hmm. I can do it from here. Oh, okay, great. Um, so what's going on with you, Dory Shafrar? <laughs> um, well... You know, we're we're seeing Doctor Beck on Monday. 
We are. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like a lot of fun. 10 a.m. Can't wait to see her <laughs> and talk about her Instagram. Um, Guys, her Instagram is controversial. <laughs> um, we had talked about making a list of questions for her. We have talked about that. Do we have any questions for her? Should we make that list while we're on the podcast? Yeah, I think we should. Okay. Because, you know, this is, this is actually a question that comes up quite frequently in the Facebook group. Which is what to ask your doctor? What to ask your doctor. you're expecting to not have a baby? There's a couple of points where people generally ask for advice about what to ask their doctor. One is before the first appointment. Yes. Like, what should I expect kind of questions. And then the second is, I just had a failed transfer i just had a retrieval where we got no embryos i like those kinds of appointments what should i ask my doctor okay well what should we ask our doctor we want to ask about transferring immediately after the The next cycle transfer after next cycle okay what else do we want to ask her we want to ask her let's talk a little bit more about the male factor there's anything we can be doing there yeah although i feel like it's a little late mm-hmm, did you mm-hmm. turn off that heat i did i, thought I think I you did. turned on the ac guys <laughs> oh i'm so funny uh how do i turn oh that's right there um, um why do i have it on submit okay do you want me to just literally get up and no i love uh i love i love sure this. this is really interesting for our listeners could you just turn it's right behind yeah, your head uh-huh, just, yep. just, just turn the fan off <laughs> there's no off for the fan on the app well what else do we want to ask um we i mean we know that there's a thing for the male factor which is smoking mm-hmm. which you have not right down smoking doing well now that i'm on vivance Maybe you can try to not smoke. It's a lot easier. Well, the uh, trend guys was not helping me. I think some of that was psychosomatic. Hope so. Anyway. Um, we are going to ask if we don't get mm. any embryos from this round, should we just transfer the embryo we have on ice and mm-hmm. kind of and then just then just be like well i guess if we want to have another kid we'll use donor eggs mm-hmm. also we have a mosaic embryo that i looked up the original email that we got about yes. that embryo and it has a segmental abnormality which basically just, from what I can understand, means that a segment of the chromosome is missing, not the whole chromosome. And I think that that, we have to ask her this, but I think that that is lower mosaic as opposed to higher mosaic. Right. Um, mosaic embryos have a lower chance of pregnancy, but they don't have a zero chance of pregnancy. Right. In fact, I believe a friend of ours did what we are contemplating doing, which is transferring a, one normal and one mosaic embryo, and she just had twins. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can have a baby with a mosaic embryo. 
Dr. Beck doesn't, it's not like her preference to transfer it, but. Right. We'll ask about that. We'll ask about that. Um, I don't know. What else? Um, what, let's see. We should ask about diminishing returns on, on, on rounds of this. Well, our returns haven't diminished. We've, we've had the exact what same results. I know what the chances result. are for diminishing returns. We should also ask about like how many rounds do we have left in us? I think this is our last. Guys, this is breaking news. No, we talked about this. Shh, making them feel like this is important. <laughs> this is breaking news, guys. No one's ever heard this before. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Um, how many rounds do we have left? Do you really think we only have one round left in us? Well, I mean, it's really up to you. I guess it depends. Like, I mean, look, I'm going to be 41 in my in May. Classic Dory, always saying she's going to be 40. Oh, my 41. That's what she always says. It's crazy. What? Uh, okay. Did you hear that? Because I was talking to them. Um, this is what you do when you talk shit about me to Bo. <laughs> <laughs> it is um which is weird because i'm perfect so i don't mm-hmm. know what mm-hmm. you would say to him there she goes again buddy this is what i'm talking she's about trying you guys. To do that thing where she's better than us um anywho yeah okay I, so we have we're talking about whether or not we can transfer after the next cycle like directly after we're gonna talk about male factor and smoking we're going to ask about if we don't get any embryos, should we just transfer the one on ice? What about the mosaic? It's a segmental abnormality. And then we're going to talk a little bit about diminishing returns. How many rounds that we have left? Yeah. If we chose to go forward. I don't. Which right now seems like we ain't. There is a chance that if you tell Dr. Beck you've been smoking, she will make us postpone. Okay. So, I don't know if we should tell her that. <laughs> Honey, I think we're going to be okay. We have to ask about it. I'm losing steam. No one's... In what? In Not in this episode. In in, 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 this, in this questions for Dr. Beck? In the, no, in, in this whole process. Oh, well, that's obvious. Process. Yeah, we are really at our wit's end. And I think our audience has noticed... <laughs> We're just trying to keep it real, you guys. It's overwhelming. And it's uh, so out of our control, for the most part. Uh, And, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, should we move on? I think that'd be a great idea. Okay. Great. Um, So, last week... We talked a little bit more about the whole working parents situation. Yeah. Um, going to read one more voicemail. I mean, one more email that is short and, and actionable about this. And then uh, I have a voicemail I'm going to play. Uh, Hi, Dory Matt. If you are looking to move on from the topics of working moms and inequality and gender roles and all that, which is cool. It's not the point of the podcast. 
Correct. You could point people towards a space where this conversation is happening in an ongoing way. It's a Real Mother is a project from The Longest Shortest Time, which is a podcast okay. that people seem to really like about parenting. They like it more than this one? Should we change subjects and talk about parenting? We're not parents. Oh. They did a five-episode series about it, and there are comments and things that people can get involved in if they want to. Cheers, Becca. Um, and that's at longestshortesttime.com slash it's dash a dash real dash mother. So if you're interested, those are resources. Check it out. All right. No one sent us any photos of their taint. And I'm glad about that. Or measurements. It's true. Yep. Thank you all. We appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm going to play a voicemail. Are we ready? Yes. We are on the thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, we should be great. Hit the button. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Jesse calling from Washington. I'm a, working full-time working mom of one kid my husband's a stay-at-home dad and uh, you might have guessed i'm calling about the discussion about moms and dads and who works and who doesn't and i know you won't play this on the podcast because the conversation is done but i had to call because i can't get something out of my head that dory said i was listening on my way to work this morning and listening again on my way home from work this evening and dory said why should it always be the mom who has to sacrifice and I 100% agree that this decision should be made individually and people should do what works for them. And the reason I can't get what you said out of my head is because I don't feel like my husband's the one who's sacrificing. Like every day when I get up and go to work and I have to work a full-time job and I wish I could be part-time and I wish I could be with my kid and it doesn't feel like I'm the winner here. Um so I guess I just wanted to share that perspective. I think, you know, spending time with your kid is sometimes a win, too, and something that you do sacrifice for your career, and that sucks. And you can tell I'm tired and I miss my baby. So I hope you guys are doing great. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for the podcast. I love it. I really appreciate your honesty. And I'm wishing you all the luck. Bye-bye. Well, that was slightly heartbreaking it was thank you for leaving that voicemail i mean listen not every family is the same obviously but i think sacrifices are made on all sides sometimes and quite frankly i think your husband has the better end of the deal you should really talk to him about that (laughs) um yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we've been trying to get Bo to work full time to support Dory and I, but sadly, we keep having to leave the house to go work. Yeah. It's really not fair. Just kidding. If I didn't work, I'd be dead inside. You would you would die. <laughs> you would actually die. Um, okay. Do you guys remember last week we mentioned that we had a fruit fly infestation? I sure do. Seems to have eradicated. Yeah. I went on a fruit fly... Um, genocide? Genocide mission. Yeah. I got re- I actually got really good at killing them with my bare hands. Do you how, see one? How many? No, I was just looking at your glasses and wondering how many pairs of glasses you have. Two. Okay. Well, two that I, that I wear. The, those are my everyday glasses, and then those are my backup glasses. 
because I, I hadn't brought my, I keep a pair of backup glasses in the car in case I forget my glasses, which I did yesterday because I had taken off my glasses and left them on your desk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I didn't have them in my bag. So oh, I have my backup boy. glasses. So now I have to remember to bring my backup glasses and leave them in the car again. I'm glad that we got that out of the way. Yep. All right. Fruit flies. Fruit flies. Um, well, we got a lot of them with your soap and water solution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they were still around and... I noticed that my half-drunken cups of coffee were catching some of them. <laughs> That's yeah. So Dory, that was, Dory gets a grande iced coffee. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't the iced coffee. Oh, it, it was the hot coffee. It was the hot coffee. Like I would drink half of it, and then you would come home with Starbucks, and I wouldn't finish the coffee. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'd leave it on the table, and it was coffee with almond milk in it, and they must have been attracted to that delicious combination of coffee and almond milk. And I would come home and there would be like four fruit flies floating in the coffee. Yeah. And then I'd drink it. No. Just kidding. No, 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 no. I wouldn't drink it. Um, anyway, so Alex, actually a bunch of people wrote in with these fruit fly traps where you put um, like apple, cin- apple cider vinegar at the bottom of a glass and then you put dish soap in it. Um, and I've done that before. And they sort of worked for me. Um, But she suggests also putting a funnel at the top and tape around it to seal it on. You can make a funnel out of paper or an index card if you don't have any. I find that most things online suggest putting plastic wrap on it and poking some holes, but a funnel works much better. In my experience, the flies will just try to fly straight up the sides of the glass to get out and be trapped, but the nice big hole of the funnel lets them all get in. If you make a couple, put one up high on top of a refrigerator or something like that. That seems to work well. Yeah, they do. They, they seem to gravitate towards the ceiling. Which we had is a horrible, disgusting. We had a horrible fly infestation in the writers' room. Ooh. Both writers' rooms, Ooh. and it was just from the it was from the bushes that were below the windows oh, on yeah. the first floor. We were on the third floor, but they would come in. Ew! Because the a lot of times the writers' assistants would leave the windows open at night. Um, and you know, it just, we tried this thing, didn't work. And were they fruit flies or were they fly I don't flies? Know. And then we eventually bought one of those, uh, tennis racket fly zappers. Oh yeah. Did those work? Oh yeah. Andy would love hunting down <laughs> flies and then watching them burn alive. Oh God. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah, but it became like, you know, everyone became Rambo in there out for first blood. Yeah. You do get kind of animalistic about it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank you, Alex. And hopefully oh. everyone who uh, wrote in asking about fruit flies now got you some have answers. information. Okay. We have the follow-up from the uh, bowling ball size fibroid. I was so interested. You were very interested in this. And yes, she, she wrote a follow-up. Uh, hey, Matt and Dory. Thanks for reading my email on the podcast. I'm more than happy to give you info about the whole thing. First of all, it was a regular bowling ball size. <laughs> Somewhere between eight and nine inches across. It didn't hurt, but I did have symptoms I didn't really notice or was paying attention to. It was getting larger in the belly area, but chalked it up to gaining weight. I was working uh, 30 hours a week and going to school full time, so I was eating a lot of fast food. Now that I've been pregnant, I would have to say it was not like having a baby in there without all the hormones and kicking. It was a lot like having a baby in there. It pushed my organs around. I was getting heartburn, uh, digestive discomforts, 
she figured was stress from the bad diet in school. Uh, short on breath easily. So chalked up to bad diet, poor sleep, etc. It was growing outside my uterus. So I didn't have heavier periods or anything, which is how most people figure out something's wrong. And at first, they thought uh, it was only a few inches, or as my doctor said, about the size of a baby's head. What? <laughs> Crazy doctor. Uh, once they get in there, they got in there rather, they realized it was much bigger. So when all was said and done, I basically had a C-section without a baby. Oh Fortunately, it didn't stop me from having two vag births. She said vaginal. Matt just made it vag births. VBs. It's a new thing. Guys, run with it. Um, was that, is that enough information for you? Well, I mean, now I have like the logistics of it in my head and I have a better understanding and I'm happy that Anonymous got it taken care of and had two VBs. <laughs> Do we know how much it weighed? The fibroid. Yes. No, we would love that information. <laughs> well, cause she says now that she's been pregnant, she, it feel it's kind of felt like a baby. But without the hormones, but without the, the hormones and the kicking, and so I'm wondering, like, what, like, a four four month pregnancy or like a like a full term pregnancy? I mean, she had to have a what she says she had a C section without the baby, so like, it, maybe it was like a a whole a nine month. Fetus. I honestly can't wait to find out. <laughs> Tune in next week, everyone. <laughs> this has turned into a fibroid podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house, and I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a... Just a smidge higher, like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. 
I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. I've been obsessed with the four tops and the temptations lately. Mm. I just wanted to share that with you all. I've, I've got Bernadette stuck in my head. You've been obsessed with Motown. Yeah, I've been having a real a deep Motown deep dive. And then you sent me on a Tammy Terrell deep dive. Tammy Terrell, what a what, what a, a tragic what a voice. story. What a voice, what a what a performer. Gone much too soon. I mean, in many ways it, it affected Marvin Gaye in a, in a way that was irreparable. Yeah. Um so that's our Motown deep dive of the week. <laughs> No, but I'm watching these like there's a, two. Are you watching them on YouTube? Oh, constantly, constantly. Great. Like I'll even put it on in the car, you know, because now with YouTube Red, I'm on a three month free trial. Um, you don't have to be watching it; it could just play through the. Oh, that's kind of cool. It's great. Just plays. I can listen to it. You're like you're like such a millennial. Anyway, what I love, so there's like a couple of like things from the Motown. Isn't it weird that I'm so old 25th. and I don't like, I don't like do YouTube Red and stuff and like you have to tell your older wife about YouTube? Um, What made me do YouTube Red? I forget. Oh, it was the fact that I had been watching YouTube so much on my iPad at night, my computer and my phone, but I was not signed into all of them. So, like, I was getting different recommendations for each place. Mm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sign up, sign in on everything. YouTube Red. I'll try it for three months. And if I like it, I'll keep going. You seem to like it. I really do. But anyway, I've been watching these, like, they do these little melodies, like six and a half minute things where it's like the Temptations versus the Four Tops Ooh. on stage together. Ooh. And quite frankly, it's a, it's a hoot. And Levi Stubbs. What a voice. He was the lead singer of the Four Tops. And he n- wouldn't allow them to change the name to Levi Stubbs and the, and the you know, uh, the Four Tops. Like, they oh. would, he wouldn't let them do that. Oh. And he, like, was offered, well, he was offered a role in a movie, pretty big movie, and he turned it down because he didn't want to overshadow the other guys in the Four Tops. What a guy. And he did eventually, he did the voice of um, the plant in Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, he did? Yeah. That's awesome. He was, uh, what is that plant's name? Oh, everyone's yelling. Oh, God, what is the, uh, Seymour, right? No, Seymour is Seymour's, Richard, Richard, Rick Moranis' yeah, Rick name. Moranis. The plant. <sighs> Audrey too. 
Yeah. He names it after. There we go. Yep. Anyway, that was Levi Stubbs. So that's my Motown minute. <laughs> Matt's Motown minute. If you uh, like Motown as well and want to talk to me about it, let me know. <laughs> um. So, honey, I was saying to you last night, we get a lot of emails from people asking how to be, how they can be writers or publish books. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I've definitely touched on this a few times on the podcast, as I recall. Um, so I'm not going to get into it totally again, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy this email from Rhiannon, which has a twist. I like a twist. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to read it. Hello, Matt, Dorian, Bo. I'm doing the pausing the podcast and emailing thing. <laughs> my favorite thing. It's our favorite thing. But partially because I have multiple deadlines for my master's coming up and need to stop procrastinating by listening to the podcast. Instead, I'm procrastinating by emailing. <laughs> I like that. So you were talking about a potential life filled with more bows, and Matt said that a house full of dog beds sounds crazy. This is my world. <laughs> my mom is a dog groomer who does dog boarding, and we also have three of our own dogs. Our house is full of both dogs and dog beds, so they all have lots of sleeping options. The humans usually pack them their own bed, but more often than not, there's a lot of bed swapping and sharing going on. (laughs) It's really fascinating to watch. It's like an Olympic village. Yeah. (laughs) To watch, well, less STDs probably. Sure. It's really fascinating to watch how they all interact and what kinds of weird habits they have. I swear they are full of as many quirks and complexities as any human. This life is full of mud. We live in the country and frustrations, but also millions of doggy cuddles and walks. That sounds nice. Aww. On an unrelated note, I wanted some advice specifically from Dory, though I'm sure Matt can help too. Probably not. My grandmother is a writer. She wrote her first book around the age of 14 and had a pretty steady career publishing a ton of books around 30, I think, despite facing the challenges of bringing up three kids and a lot of animals as a widow in a foreign country. Recently, she has decided to republish some of her books on Kindle and I've been helping her. We've already done one and have almost finished with a second, which is my favorite, a heartbreaking love story set in the Spanish civil war. But I need some advice about publishing the books. We have already thought about some local things like contacting the local paper But how do we tackle the potential readers online? Should my nan get Twitter? How do we harness Goodreads? And how do we make the distinction that she isn't a random self-published author, no disrespect, but a previously well-established author? Any insight you might have on this would be greatly appreciated by me and my nan. In case you're interested in checking her out, her name is Helen Griffiths. Thanks so much for everything you do, and I wish you lots of luck in continuing your fertility journey. Love, Rhiannon and all the dogs. Well, Rhiannon, one thing you can do is plug it on a podcast that has a lot of avid readers listening. Yep. Good job. So Helen Griffiths (laughs) is a wonderful new author coming out of uh, some country that still respects the the queen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, And quite frankly, you know, you're going to be having a great time reading Helen Griffiths books available on Kindle. Isn't Rhiannon an Irish name? Maybe they're in Ireland. I, I did. I Googled Helen Griffiths. Mm-hmm. She exists. <laughs> she did write many books. Helen Griffiths. And okay. a lot of them, according to this one website I found, a lot of them were sad books about horses. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, she had kind of a cult following. 
Helen Griffiths. And a lot of her stuff, her her husband was Spanish. She she had moved to Spain. Oh, hence the Spain Spanish Civil yeah, War. Yeah, and so a lot of her books are set in Spain. Um, and yeah, sounds like a very interesting um, woman. The picture of her of Helen Griffiths is with a dog. Yes. Oh yeah, I saw that picture too. Oh my god, I know. So okay, well this is all a, a sidebar, I suppose. Seventy eight, born in London. And she has written a fuck ton of books. Yes. Up to and including one called Just a Dog. <laughs> um, okay. Do I have any advice? I, look, I, this is, I've not done this. I have not ever republished an established author's books, um, nor am I an established author who She's has republished She's got great readings, ratings on Goodreads. I, I'm telling you, she is a cult classic. Helen. We're going to help you out here. I hope by talking about it, people are like... Going to check her out. Yeah. Horse and Pony Stories is the best rated one, which seems to be an anthology with contributions from uh, people like C.S. Lewis. Wow. So... That's a big deal. Oh, she's got a couple dog books, too. The Greyhound by Helen Griffiths has a 4.57 star rating. That's high. But that's 46 ratings. That was published in 1964. There are three editions of that. Wow. This is Blackface Stallion. That sounds great. <laughs> that's got a 4.5. This is amazing. Helen Griffiths. How do you... Uh, well, yeah. What do we... Do we have any advice? Really? I don't really know. Other um, than the fact that we're plugging her right now? Yeah. I mean, I do think it's going to be a lot of word of mouth. I do think... Um, you could, you know, you could try reaching out to, to book blogs. Mm. They might be interested in this story, especially story. if you do have these republished. Um, someone might want to write about her. You could, yeah, like try to get. I, I think press is probably your best bet to, to to at least like get the word out. But book blogs might be a good place to start. A lot of book blogs um, are, I think, would be interested in something like this. I mean, it sounds like a great story. So plus, it's got the whole like awesome thing of a woman writer in the '60s. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so that's our advice to you. So yeah, other than that, I don't really know. Maybe this is something where a listener who has either self-published or or is in the publishing industry might have some suggestions. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you have any suggestions for Rhiannon and her nan, but thank you for the email. Thank you for the email. I enjoyed it very much. Um. Okay. This is an email from <laughs> Guys, my anticipation is like who is it from? Well, okay, this is an email from Lisa. Okay. Dear Matt and Dory, just wanted to share one thought on your worries about possibly resenting your IVF baby. Remember this topic? Uh I do remember this topic and I feel like it's coming up because I talked about it on the Nerdist podcast. Oh. But we, oh, because actually we got an email sort of in response to something you said on Nerdist. Yeah. Um, okay. But then we talked about it a little bit on this podcast. We have, yeah. Yeah. My husband and I have an eight-month-old conceived through IVF. As we have struggled with the normal new parent things, mostly lack of sleep, it has been very reassuring to know and remind each other 
that we both really wanted this baby and jumped through a lot of hoops to bring him into existence. If we had accidentally gotten pregnant or gotten pregnant when we were in the not preventing but not trying stage, I think my husband would convince himself that I was the one who wanted this baby. (laughs) Nice to know for sure that we are in this parenting thing together. Also wanted to share a thought about cost because that is always very interesting to me. It seems from comments on your show that we got a bargain. We went to the Penn Fertility Clinic associated with the University of Pennsylvania. My Honey, alma mater. You're a Penn. You're a Penn alum. I am a Penn alum. I'm you're a Quaker. A, you're a wig and poof. I'm not a mask and wig. That was men only. <laughs> That's what I called him to Lou. And he always gets like, it's not wig and poofs. <laughs> um, there's a... I think there's an acapella group at Harvard called the Whiffin No, that's, uh, I believe that's Yale. Yale? Really? I believe they're the Yale Whiffin Poofs. Anyway, um, maybe they'd give me an alumni discount. David went to Penn, too. Garacio. He did? Yeah. How come you never told me that? I didn't know until this week. Really? Yeah. Well, see, also, he doesn't seem like a mask and wig type. No. I yeah, don't. no. Although I don't, no, he doesn't seem like that type. No. He's too cool for school. Exactly. He's the most chill human being. <laughs> Masking wig was like, ever okay. met. Anyway. Um, Big we, fan. We paid $6,750 for a fresh frozen package, meaning that the price included our first fresh transfer during the same cycle of the retrieval. And if that didn't work, we could do a follow-up frozen transfer without paying any additional cost. That's crazy. Honey, I'm going to be on the next plane to Philly. That's crazy. On top of that, my medicine was just over $2,000. Nothing was covered by insurance except for a few of the medications. For instance, both my husband and I had to take a course of antibiotics. Those were covered with our regular copay. Also, to be transparent, my mom gave us the money to do IVF. We could have afforded to pay for it from our savings, but at the time we started, IVF was fe- I was feeling very hopeless that it would ever work. Had been four years of trying other methods like IUIs and was scared of a black hole money pit. I hear you. I'm very grateful that we got lucky on the first try. So I know you went to USC, I think, and didn't like it, but I would recommend people who live near large academic medicine centers start there before going to a private clinic as it seems to be significantly cheaper. USC was not significantly cheaper. It was like a couple thousand dollars cheaper. If that. Yeah, it it wasn't. If that. It wasn't that much cheaper at all. Um. In fact, I remember having this conversation because when we were comparing the two clinics, we were like, well, it's not like USC is that much cheaper. Yeah. Like, it's not like that's a consideration. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was very marginal. If, yeah. If. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. How, we never went to UCLA except to do that polyp surgery. So I don't know if they are cheaper. Uh, I want to deliver the, if we knock on wood, have a baby. I'd like to do the delivery at UCLA. Really? They really seemed to run correct. Like, it was amazing. I've never seen, and I grew up in hospitals because my mother was an RN. Like, I've never seen such efficiency in a hospital. Yeah. Never in my life. Someone famous delivered at UCLA. Was it Kim Kardashian? (laughs) (laughs) That shouldn't be... Why we no, I know, choose but... a hospital. Yeah. Kim Kardashian delivered at UCLA. 
the reason I remember this is because I feel like celebrities usually deliver at Cedars. Right. And I remember noting this and being like, huh, that's interesting that she delivered at UCLA. Well, it's right down the 405 from Calabasas. That's true. So probably just easier to get to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you, Lisa. And look, I would love an excuse to go back to Philly. I, I love that city. We've been talking about a Philadelphia weekend. Yeah, with uh, Mark and Chris. Mark, of course, went to uh, Penn with you. Correct. And uh, you know, Chris and I just hear about it all the time. So we've been talking about going to Philadelphia <laughs> to sort of get that experience. I'm sure. And Chris is I'm from sure Pennsylvania. Sure, Niharika would be on board to also talk about Penn while Mark, Chris, and I. <laughs> Uh, Nihargis husband Mark uh, wander off and get lunch (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of good places to get lunch oh I can't wait for you to tell us all about it and which ones are still there oh my god you're mocking me you know have you been you've been to Philly yes I've done some shows in Philadelphia you said didn't love Philadelphia I stayed um, I stayed pretty close to the venue which do you remember what the venue was um no uh I'll, I'll actually i can look that up i think uh i think it was like it was seemed to be downtown very downtown oh my god that's crazy nerdists live podcast added in philadelphia hang on uh the trocadero oh yeah the truck yep we played the truck March twenty third, two thousand twelve. We wow. had to add a second show because we sold out the first show. Wow! Um, boy, those are the days. Went I guess. To, you know, I went to a lot of shows at the truck. We were playing, and then I believe that like next week, Slater Kenny was in. Yeah, no, I I went to a no, lot of. It wasn't Slater Kenny? It was. Um... Oh God! I'm sorry. Anyway, I went to a lot of shows shows of the truck. I have very fond memories of the truck. Um, Yeah. So when we do our next IVF cycle in Philly... We should have the baby at the truck. We should probably have the baby at the truck. (laughs) Such a great idea. I can't wait. Okay. Um, Lots of great restaurants Guys, more music recommendations for me. I've been really into Deep Sea Diver lately. Anyway, Wild Flag. It was uh, was the band that was in next. It was Carrie, oh. Carrie Brownstein's other band. Sure. Anyway, but uh, Deep Sea Diver. Check him out. I was watching a music video of theirs from a couple years ago, and all of a sudden, I see Dave Matthews as a cameo. <laughs> and also, if you can fuck, if someone can figure out the guitar part for "See These Eyes," I, let me know because I cannot figure out what chord shape she is playing. She's so good. Anyway. All right. What's Caitlin have to say? Caitlin says, hey, Dory and Matt, I'm an American living in Prague. Yes, Dory, the one who bought the black shirt from you. You know, I was selling some clothes of mine on Instagram. And this woman, Caitlin, as as I do, and this woman, Caitlin, asked if I would ship this black shirt to Prague. Yeah. And I said, I'm I'm happy to. It might be expensive. And she was like, I don't care. 
and I think the shipping ended up being like almost as much as I was charging for the shirt, which was like $25 or something. Um, but I shipped it and she got it and she loves it. Okay. So it was a happy ending. Love it. Um, beds in Europe. Remember we were asking about this? Great. Are either a standard full or queen. In order to get a king, you have to put two twins together. There is no king mattress sold in Ikea. There are here at this Ikea's. My ex had a king frame with two twins pushed together in it, which was fine. You always knew exactly where your half ended. <laughs> they also don't sell full king-size blankets, sheets, etc. It was a shock for me. Hotels will have two twins together, but not in a frame. Yeah. In a lot of hotels, they don't even push them together. My boyfriend and I then rearranged the room so that we don't feel like kids at camp sleeping four feet away from each other. And I don't know why I feel this belongs in this email, but I do. There's a lot of colored and scented toilet paper here. It's weird and gross. Anyway, still loving the podcast. Were and we talking bow. about that on here? No. We were talking about that. I think we were talking about that at work. We were talking about like yellow and pink toilet paper. I, and like, where has that been? Well, I remember like blue toilet paper in Europe that was very scratchy. Like they didn't have like two ply toilet paper. That was the worst thing about the house that we rented in Palm Springs. It was incongruous. It was like this really nice house. (laughs) Beautiful home, meticulously decorated. And then they had like one ply toilet paper. If I were to write a review of that house, I would rate it five stars, but also mention the toilet paper in my review. That's a fair thing to do. Um, I'm not going to ding it. Totally. For having a one ply. Totes. Um, okay. I'm going to play uh, a voicemail, and it's actually two voicemails. Okay. Oh, it was a long go it that got cut off? It was a long go that got cut off, and then she called back. Oh, so, boy. Buckle up. Buckled. Hi, Matt and Dory. My name's Kimberly, and I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning, and I'm Thank calling you. to share my story about using donor egg IVF. Egg donation has come up periodically on your podcast, but a lot of times I hear it discounted. I'm not sure if people don't feel comfortable with the idea. Obviously, it can be very expensive, but I wanted to call and share my positive story about using donor eggs to create my family. Hmm. When I was 25 and went off birth control, I was diagnosed with premature ovarian failure. It can be caused by chromosome issues, but in my case, my ovarian failure is an autoimmune condition where my body basically attacked all of my egg cells. So I am postmenopausal, and I have been since I was 25. I was told that donor eggs were my only option, but I really wanted to try at least once to use my own eggs. So we started IVF did the highest amount of menopure that's allowed, mm. and it didn't work. Nothing happened, not even one follicle grew. And this was really disappointing, but it was also really useful for closure for me and confirmed that donor egg would be our best option to have a family. So after doing lots of weekly therapy sessions for about a year, we chose an anonymous egg donor and started IVF again at our clinic. We had about 18 embryos that we started with, and for our fresh cycle, my beta was four, chemical pregnancy. Been there. I tried again, this time with two embryos on a frozen transfer, and my beta was zero. 
Oh. We tried a third time. We transferred two embryos and welcomed twins in 2014. Oh, yay. Uh, three years later, we transferred one more embryo, and we just welcomed the third addition to Oh, our my God. Congratulations. Donor egg IVF has been an amazing option for us. I got to experience pregnancy. I got to give birth. I got to breastfeed all of my children. My kids all have my husband's DNA, and they're all 100% genetically related to each other as full siblings. When I was first diagnosed with ovarian failure and had three failed IVF, I could not imagine a scenario where I would have three children in four years. Wow. But here I am. I could not be happy. I hear one. I'm I hear one. so <laughs> grateful that donor egg IVF is an option, and I'm so grateful to our donor, even though she's anonymous and we'll never get to meet her. Of course, we disclose donor egg IVF to our kids. We read our three-year-old storybooks about uh, egg donation, and we think they have a pretty good understanding of it for being three. So <laughs> I just wanted to call and let everybody know that donor egg can be a great option. I have no regrets about building my family this way. Thank you so much for hosting your podcast. I love listening. Hi, Matt and Dory. This is Kimberly. Oh, I love listening. About egg donation got cut off, but I just wanted to end by saying thank you so much for hosting this podcast. I really enjoy it, and I really hope that 2018 is the year that you two finally welcome your science baby. So good luck, and thank you so much. Us too. That was a really great voicemail. It was. Um... Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That's how you do a voicemail, people. She was like prepped. She knew what you wanted to say. Totally. She got there. And then when she got she cut off, she called lovely, right back. She shared a lovely story. Yeah. She has three children. One of them was screaming. Perfect voice About being a baby. <laughs> I'm a baby. That's all they're doing, by the way. They're just saying they're babies. <laughs> that's, what that, that's what that language is. That baby language. Remember when we decided you were... Babies like you because they think you're a big baby. They think I'm a hairy-faced baby because I have giant eyes? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> Some people will call me Uncle Baby. Uh, Michael, the 10-month-old that we were hanging with, uh, son of um, Mark and Chris, who you guys heard on the My Two Dads podcast, well, you heard Chris, Mark on the My Two Dads, and then the My Two Dads return. Chris finally was not sick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Michael, really, he and I hit it off because we're both big fans of playing guitar left-handed. Oh, he just gazed up at you with the look in his eye of, this guy is the coolest. But he's just probably like, how come yours sounds like that? <laughs> and mine sounds like a out of tune ukulele <laughs> i didn't have the heart, heart to tell him that he was playing an out of tune ukulele but but you tuned it but i kept trying to tune it he kept pulling it out of tune oh well 
He's a baby. He's a great baby. Yeah, he's a great baby. Maybe I'll see him this weekend. I hope so. Anyway. Anyway. Um, how much thank time? you for the voicemail. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. How um, much time do we have? We, have we could probably crank out dose emails. Dose infertility emails. <laughs> um, okay. This is from Jane. Mm-hmm. She says, hi, Dory and Matt. I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning from Canada. Thank you for listening from Canada. I love Canada. I hope to one day visit again. Toronto is lovely. And recently went back to episode one out of curiosity. And you were such IVF noobs back then. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing how much you've learned since then. And while I'm sure it's knowledge you could probably live without, you guys are so impressive and have become such a great resource for others entering the IVF slash infertility world. Well, thank you. Our situation is that I'm riddled with PCOS, so my strike zone is dysfunctional. You know, I could have said strike zone on After Trek, but I said warp core. Oh. And someone tweeted at me, what, and I call it a strike zone. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, continue. My cycle is 45 to 60 days long, and it's impossible to guess when I ovulate, so there are a lot of sticks being peed on. With my, quote, advanced maternal age of 36, and my partner being 46, we have a limited window... If we want my partner to be a parent who doesn't have a teenager at 65, so much is made of the woman's age that I think the man's age can sometimes be overlooked. It's my fault for digging on the older guys. (laughs) Yum, yum. (laughs) Anyway, my question is, how do you deal with the blame game? The reason we are having trouble conceiving is because of me. I know my partner doesn't blame me, but it's hard not to blame myself. How do you get over this? For us, we have decided that we won't pursue IVF if it comes to that, partially because of the length of time it takes, but also because of the emotional roller coaster that could end up with no baby. Sorry to be a downer, but interested in your thoughts. That's an interesting question. And I feel like we... I can't... Here's the thing, what's weird. I can't remember what we've talked about on a podcast, what I've talked about with my therapist, and what I've talked about at work. Mm-hmm. Those are the three places, apparently, where I share everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I don't... Did we just talk about this? The blame game? Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about it. Recently? No. Yeah. Oh, maybe we... Yes, we got an email last week from someone whose husband has low sperm count, and her, but her mother-in-law, like, won't... Like, won't come to terms with it, remember? Mm, mm. Vaguely. And she also mentioned the blame game. Well, I mean, what is the blame game, really? It's harboring resentment that you shouldn't have. Yeah. Because you're both trying to have the baby. Yep. Takes two to make the baby. Yep. Like, how could I, like, why would I ever resent Dory when all I want is to have a baby with Dory? Mm. Vice versa. Why would she resent me? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm still smoking. Um, I don't know. A lot less than I was when we started, though. I can tell you that much. Yeah. <sighs> you know what? We harness our blame, and we use it for good by blaming our doctors. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's no... The real answer is... Uh, I, I, if he loves you and wants to have a child with you, then I can't imagine he's blaming you for anything. He's not. No, she... I mean, she says... She's more having trouble blaming herself. So this is the guilt game. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
and for you to feel guilty about this, you, that's also not going to help anything. No. It's not going to help your situation. It's not going to help your physical state. Um, and honestly, it's not going to help your, your, your being. No, not at all. Honey. Yes. What's happening? Nothing. You were yawning. No, I wasn't. Mm. Do you yawn on Forever 35, your brand new podcast? Um, I haven't, I don't think I've yawned yet (laughs) on my brand new podcast, Forever 35, which everyone should be listening to. It's available on iTunes. It's available everywhere you get your podcast. It's even available on Google Play. (laughs) She's really done it, everybody. (laughs) I've really done it. It's available on Stitcher. I submitted it to tune in so you can ask Alexa to play it. (laughs) I guarantee you she's listening now. Oh, no. Sorry. I didn't mean to summon you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You can't blame yourself. No. Did you do anything to cause this? No. 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 Even if you did, how would you know? (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Exactly. Um, All right. This is an email. All right. You know what? Excuse me. Gosh, my throat keeps getting. Um, I'm going to save this email for next week and just going to read this last email from Lindsay that I think you should read. Hey, guys, said in the YouTube channel voice. (laughs) This week was your best episode ever. (laughs) Honestly, I can't delete the episode and have been playing it for friends and family (laughs) repeatedly because I cannot get enough of you guys in your YouTube voices. I'm giggling with this right now. Can you please keep up the YouTube voices and Matt, please bring back reading emails in your Boston accent. The gift of infertility is truly a shit burger. (laughs) (laughs) But your animated voices make it all the more enjoyable. Lots of love from Canada. Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, when someone writes in from Boston, they they could very well be treated to the Boston accent that I I, uh, beat out of myself uh, in fifth grade. And, um, you know, I do say some things still, New like Englandy, like hot dog. Yeah, that's barely New Englandy. Who says hot dog? That's true. <laughs> and I say popcorn. Oh, you do? Yeah. Huh. Popcorn and hot dogs. That's weird. That's New Englandy. Yeah. I remember saying it to Adam and I were going to see fast and the furious and i said i'm gonna get some popcorn he's like what (laughs) i was like popcorn i've never like i've never noticed that you've never clocked it never clocked it probably because i'm used to it and we're also not big popcorn eaters no we are not big popcorn eaters no we keep a pretty healthy home for someone in as horrible shape as me except for the time we had christmas cookies and i could not stop eating the christmas cookies that we finally threw out yeah Oh, boy. I probably ate 400 of them. No. If that's possible. No. Um, but the YouTube channel thing, it's funny, you know, back to the YouTube Red conversation. The Having YouTube Red and not having to watch ads has increased my ability. He, just, he doesn't even want to go out I know. Morning. It's kind of amazing. He just got more comfy on the couch. <laughs> um, Bo. We're referring to Bo, not a stranger. Um but yeah, it has allowed me to like somehow have watch more YouTube videos in a row just oh to like boy. click through. And like there's a couple I watch that are like Disney related videos, Disney countdowns. And, and those are like the worst. 
for the voice mm. and the um smash smash that like button and the stupid countdowns they do we're talking about the five most amazing animatronics in disney world at number five (laughs) if you like the video don't forget to like it in the comment like it and comment (laughs) so what do you think are the most amazing attractions at disney world we'd like to know tell us in the comments so what do you guys think They're really going for that interactivity. Did Luke mean to blah, blah, blah at the end of Last Jedi? Tell us what you think. (laughs) That was my way of not spoiling. Good job, honey. Uh, Um, You know, my brother wrote in to us to say that he was watching television and there is apparently a progressive commercial that is making fun of YouTubers. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And using like the same things that we were saying on the episode well it's out of control it's out of control it's out of control but listen more power to him you found a you found a niche you found a living and quite frankly i'm 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 happy for you guys yeah all right well that about does it for this episode it's uh, time not to, to sound youtube like yeah. but you know what would really help us out everybody is if you could tell a friend that you think might find this podcast useful yes please uh uh, maybe you might you know someone who's interested in in the science of it all. Tell them, let them know, and uh, leave a five star review. That's our equivalent of getting hit in the like button. Well, and also if you are subscribe, download it on multiple devices. Download it on saying. multiple devices, um, and if you are, let's say a, a member of the media, and you would like to write about this podcast and interview us. We will. We're happy. We're happy to, to do so. Do so. When does our interview come out with the uh... the forward? Um, she said this week. She yeah. asked if we had any publicity photos of us doing the podcast, and I said no. We do we have any photos of us doing the podcast? No. How no. would we? No. I was like, I was thinking, well, unless Bo could take them, we could probably make that happen at some point. But anyway, anyway. Uh, it's time to move on to the people who do like our podcast, do listen to it, and go the extra mile of supporting us on Patreon um, in exchange for bonus episodes. So if you guys want to head over to excellentadventure.com, you'll see a link to our Patreon page. Now I really sound like a YouTuber. Uh, help us keep the show going uh, and uh, get two, up to two bonus episodes a month. Uh, they're half hour long. We do one for the $5 a month people and two for the people who uh, donate $10 a month. And uh, it's time to say thank you to some of those patrons. Uh, These people may not even be at $5, may not even be at $10. These people are just supporting us. No, these are people at $5. Oh, (laughs) these are people who are at $5 at least. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> Guys, just help us out. Uh, so a thank you to our Patreon patrons like Jordan Hamesley, Samantha, Tegan Anderson, Amanda Lanketer, Lanceter, Lanceter, Amanda Lanceter, Christine McHugh. Oh, my cousins are McHugh's. Are you related? Uh, Ryan Solo, Paul Baker, Brian Gusky, Tyler Rosewood, Jake Martin, Jessica Zimbelman. Dana Larrick, Sarah Lauer, Shanna Mandel, Casey Joe, Lauren with an O, which is the great way to spell Lauren, and Bertha Crowley. Thank you all so much. My great-grandmother's name was Bertha. Uh, 
So that does it, everybody. Please remember to support us on Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or, you know what? If you can't swing it, totally fine. Just tell a friend. Yeah, just tell a friend. That's helpful, too. Yeah, super helpful. Hit that like button. It really helps our channel grow. Bye. If you like this video. Bye. So what do you think? Okay, bye. Do you blame your significant other for IVF? (laughs) Okay, bye, Tell us in the comments. See ya. (laughs) Do you think that your wife's done after the next cycle? Tell us in the comments. How many eggs do you have? Oh, God. (laughs) Help. (laughs) So would you guys, like, use a donor egg? Tell us in the comments. Do you guys think surrogates are cool? Tell us in the comments. Top five reasons. <laughs> Top five reasons IVF is awesome. Number five, you get to see doctor's offices. Number four, doctors sometimes make you wait, but while you're waiting, you can read free magazines. Number three, it costs a lot. <laughs> what are some reasons you think IVF is awesome? Tell us in the comments. All right. Okay. I guess we're done. Bye. I'm going to play that Bernadette song that's stuck in my head. Okay. So everyone else can have it stuck in their head. Cool.